Now the gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people, one from another, like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you from the beginning of the world, the foundation of the world. Because I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? When was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? When was it that we saw you sick or in prison? And visited you. And the king will answer them. Really, I'm telling you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, You that are accursed, depart into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and all his angels, because I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. And then they will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And then he will answer them. Really, I'm telling you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The gospel of the Lord. The vision of the end. I mean, just imagine a, your vision, a vision of the end of this pandemic. No more masks, reuniting with family and friends, back to school and church, a sense of relief. What will that relief look like for you? The joy, that recovery. Imagine it. Because it is coming. The end of this pandemic is coming. Next Thanksgiving will be better. A vision of the end is what Jesus offers us today. A vision of the fulfillment of time. This is Jesus' preoccupation in Matthew, constantly reminding us of the end in every situation, kind of describing the consequences. Faithfulness now, Jesus says in Matthew, is living now in the present, loyal to that future end. 
living as if we're already there in a sense, or as if shaping what we can shape in the now inspired by a vision of that future. Jesus is like Moses in Matthew, making the way, leading the way to liberation, and the end is liberation. Liberation is the end. Like the end of this pandemic, the end of suffering, oppression, chaos, greed, violence, and the beginning of wholeness and joy, justice and love. The end is the kingdom. And, you know, right in that crux of that movement from end to beginning, there is this vision of judgment, a vision of accountability, this, this courtroom drama unfolds. You know, it used to keep me up at night when I was a kid, this endless preoccupation of the end, of what if Jesus comes in the middle of the night, will I be on the right side? Thank God I found mercy and grace to receive this vision of the end as a vision of what really matters to God in the end. Hopefully, too, we can all receive this vision in a way that helps us reevaluate and reorient what is it that matters to God in the end. I mean, and is what matters to God in the end what matters to me, to us, right now? I mean, I'm much more comfortable now than I used to be with the truth that the answer to that question is yes and no. Yes and no. Not either or. What matters to God is not what matters to me now. What matters to God, yeah, is what matters to me. It's complicated. There's mercy. And there's another vision here, another end that I see when I hear this story again. It's an end, a vision of the end of preoccupation with self, with myself. I mean, these people on the right hand, these sheep, I mean, Jesus describes them as people who are listening to the neighbor, who are trusting in God's mercy and are, and are showing up as God's mercy, who, who find themselves willing, just like the king of mercy, to be found among the so-called losers and, not, and, and the not to be so preoccupied with themselves, so much so that they're willing even to suffer the same hunger and nakedness and being the outsider for the sake of being God's mercy. There's a surprise. Surprise! It's almost like Jesus jumping out of the cake. I mean, that surprise shows us something about both sides. I mean, on the side of the sheep, their faithfulness or obedience or, or simply that freedom from preoccupation with themselves, I mean, it's shown in that surprise and how they just indiscriminately showed mercy, gave care, strove for justice, 
No lines, no separations, just like the sower scattering seeds just everywhere. And on the other hand, the surprise from the folks on the left, the goats, poor goats, those very same words of surprise, expression of surprise, reveal such a different meaning. As if they could only be moved to mercy and to care and to justice if it could be proved that God was there or that there was an obvious reward for them. If we had known it was you, we would have served you, I can hear them saying, you, we would have served. But they couldn't be moved to serve the rest. I mean, it's, they fall into a trap, their own trap, the trap of their own high standards, in a way, dividing the world into smaller and smaller boxes of worthiness, hoarding what they have until they've cut themselves off from even the king of mercy. What a tragedy. I mean, either every hungry person is Christ in disguise or no one is. I mean, even the ones who are calling every week to make sure their names are on the Thanksgiving basket list, you know, obnoxious or grateful, all Christ in disguise. I mean, every incarcerated person bears the face of Jesus or no one does. All immigrants and refugees are the living Lord or the Lord does not live. Everyone sick with COVID and dying, all who suffer, every person and creature and living thing, Christ is all in all. That's what the king seems to suggest. But even the sheep did not see Christ for who he was. So don't worry if you can't see it. I mean, they're as surprised as anyone else because faith is not seeing. It's not seeing and yet showing mercy. That's what the sheep did. Not separating themselves with some self-righteousness, but instead letting love unite them into a bigger we, the me dissolving into we. The goats, on the other hand, they, they fall victim to their own mercilessness. Sheep receive every humiliation as a chance to learn, to grow, to do better next time maybe, to, to show more mercy, starting with themselves. I find that the most valuable humiliations are the are the ones when I'm revealed as acting the goat. It's the necessary way that Christ makes sheep out of all of us. These humiliations are a merciful preview of the end. Now, when I still have the chance to make a change, those were Jesus' first words, in the gospel, change. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And it really has. 
And so now, now at the end, that Christ the King Sunday, the last Sunday of the church year, the time has come. Now is the time for setting new intentions to change. Creating new daily habits and rituals of inviting new relationships of accountability. That time has come because the King of Mercy has arrived. You know, I'm now in the phase of life where every time I see my parents, especially my dad, who's much older, every time I visit them, it could be the last time. The end. You know, especially with COVID swirling around. This vision of the end that Jesus gives us is kind of like that. There's this new awareness, this new, new clarity that gives a depth and a holiness and a meaning and a purpose to interactions with people. You know, it's that awareness that makes it possible to let go of what doesn't really matter and to hold on to what really does if this is the last time. I mean, visiting my dad at his new care facility home, it's like that. Seeing him through a window or a great plexiglass wall seeing his confusion or what he's thinking and feeling, the, what his body is like, how it moves and doesn't anymore. Even cleaning out his house. These were visions for me of the end, of my end, of his end. You know, I don't know about you, but the only way that I can bear that ending is in hope that the end is a new beginning. And the only thing that makes an ending a new beginning is mercy. Just like the mercy of the cross. Thanks be to God.